Welcome to Readit Reddit. We will be reading from r slash tales from tech support. Our first post is by the Shire 603. Literally just got off the phone with this woman. Client, my trackpad is broken, and I'm completely stuck. Please fix it. Me, okay, are you able to type on the keyboard as well? Is it just the trackpad that's not functioning? Client, yeah, the keyboard works fine, and I can move the mouse around on the trackpad, I just can't right click. Me, do you happen to have a USB mouse nearby we can use in the meantime? Client, yes, I do, wiggles mouse, cursor moves me, oh, it's attached already? Client, well, yeah it's my mouse. Me, I just want to clarify, right click isn't working on the trackpad or the mouse. Client, the trackpad. I right click when using our programs, I can't work without it. Me, does right click work on the USB mouse? Client, I haven't tried. Should I? Me, yes please. Right click works me, so if right click isn't working on the trackpad, it's possible it's a hardware issue and we'll have to contact Dell for a warranty repair. I'll get the ball rolling on that and let you know what the next steps are. Client, so I'm just not supposed to be able to work. Me, no, you should be able to work just fine. You client, I can't work without my trackpad, Mr. It. Me, ma'am, you have a working mouse in your hand. You can work using that. Client. Me. Client, okay, so you'll let me know about the warranty thing. Me, yes ma'am. I'll send you a follow-up email with all the next steps. Client, K thank you. Bye. This job is hilarious sometimes. Our next post is by Runter1980. After my black magic fax post the other day I got thinking about some of the other more interesting jobs I had as a repair tech. Tried posting this a few days ago but bumped the X button and lost an hour of typing. For the love of user frustration reddit, add a save draft feature. Anyway here I go again. Our company got a call from a small FBI field office about 40 minutes from our store. They needed a tech to fix a Panasonic fax machine that had jammed up and they couldn't get it working. They said the reason they were using us is because we were an authorized dealer and it would be faster than getting one of their techs with clearance on site. I got picked since I was still one of the newer techs and I was probably the most qualified Panasonic tech other than the two lead techs. Everyone else was either more network slash PC focused. I called their office and got all the info I could on the error slash state of the machine as well as received instructions on where to go and amp, who to talk to on arrival. They also sent over a form I needed to fill out and return so I, they could process a background check on me and get me temporary clearance. I was honestly a little weirded out by the background check but figured I was standard protocol since it was an FBI office. Cut to two days later, I grabbed everything I could think of part wise to try and make sure this would be our own time trip, loaded up the car and headed out. Upon arrival it was a standard looking business building with its own parking garage. I grabbed my tool bag and paperwork portfolio and headed in, got off the elevator, and went to the only label door on that floor, rang the bell, and got buzzed in. I was bussed into a small waiting area where my tool bag and portfolio were searched then a gentleman came out and said he'd be my escort to the machine. 
Okay feeling a bit more nervous now I'm shown into a small room with a small table and chair, one door controlled with a keypad, no windows, and two cameras up in opposite corners. No machine, just the table and chair, I looked at my escort with a WTF face. He said have a seat and the machine will be brought to me. Okay. Started unpacking my tools and grabbing the usual suspects for teardown. About two minutes later the machine is rolled in on a mail trolley and placed on the table. Escort, okay, here you go. If you need anything else just ask the guard. I'll be back, if you need me wait guard. WTF. He darted out of the room before I could say anything and in steps a MIB agent minus the shades. He says nothing and just stands there. Me, guess I'll get started guard. I powered on the machine. After its standard boot up I'm greeted with the telltale grinding sound of broken plastic and an error indicator for Jame in the fuser. Yay. I started opening all the doors and looking inside to see what was stuck where. Saw the tray ledge of paper stuck in the fuser. Popped open the back cover and no paper was on the other side of the fuser. Sadly I knew exactly what this meant. This particular model had a tech bulletin regarding the fuser drive gear breaking and causing paper to either accord in the fuser or wrap around the hot roller. Added fun fact was this model also needed to be completely ripped apart to get to the fuser. Luckily I had a replacement gear in my tool bag. Me, pretty sure I know what the issue is, but it's going to take about 3 hours to fix just so you're aware. Guard, head not dude. Speak. FFS. I start ripping off all the covers, pulled the dock feeder off, scanner housing, and finally part of the frame till. Fuser access at last. I removed the mounting screws and pulled the fuser in two, angelic toned the lone jam and gear pieces in sight. As I go to grab the jam I get. Guard, sir. Jesus Christ man. He scared the crap out of me so bad I accidentally threw my screwdriver over my shoulder. Me, yes. Guard, I'll take that he reached over pulled out the paper and then stepped out for about 30 seconds then popped back in. Guard, okay, you may proceed. Me. Okay I replaced the gear, cleaned out the busted plastic and proceeded to put this pain and the ass back together. Got everything reassembled, and it was time to power back up. Side note, I hate full machine teardowns mainly for the large amount of connections and ribbon cables you have to fight with. One to many things to go wrong, if you're not careful. Plugged in the machine, and after boot up it was looking for paper, to print the facts still in memory. Woo no errors or god awful noises, should be good to go. Me, okay, everything looks good. Um, I need some paper to test it. It's still trying to print the last fax received. Guard, one moment he steps out and back in along with the escort. They pull the machine towards them and add the paper. The machine does its thing and prints out about a 14 page document. The guard takes it and leaves. Escort, okay, looks like that's that anything else. Me, yeah I still need to make sure everything is working correctly. I just need to make a few test copies to test the dock feeder and scanner. What was all that about? If I may ask. Escort, classified dock, sorry. Edit, a user pointed out that they do not fax classified documents. 
This happened around 20,032,004, so I'm going from memory. He most likely said confidential, and in my brain that meant classified. Me, kind of thought so, you could have warned me. He scared the crap out of me when I went to unjam the machine. Escort, oh, sorry. Didn't he say anything? Me, no, not really, it's fine. I finish my tests, pack up my tools, and start filling out my paperwork. As I'm doing that I start turning the machine so I can get the serial number for my paperwork. Escort, what are you doing? Me, I'm getting the serial number. The company keeps track of model and serial numbers to keep track of callbacks and repeat issues. Escort, actually, you can't have that. We'll keep an internal log in case we need to call you back. If your boss has an issue have him call over and we'll explain. Me, okay. Sign here please. I'm escorted back out, tool bag and portfolio rechecked, got to my car, called the boss to update, took lunch and just zoned out to the WTF was all that. That was definitely one of the strangest more stressful moments I had on that job. A lot of folks are saying that was standard protocol and I don't disagree. It's just as a civilian you're not expecting things to play out like a Mission Impossible scene, it was just surreal. Our next post is by Yoen Thief. Hello all, I have another story that just happened yesterday and I might have found the most computer illiterate person that works for the company I support. The cast. Me, the narrator of this story once again see, or computer illiterate person. The user calls into the help desk for assistance logging into a computer. To give a little background on this matter we have certain computers that users normally log into a local account on the computer. The username and password for this account are two very easy words, but users need to put backslash before it this is the tricky part for most. This is the reason C calls in. Me, thank you for contacting the company redacted help desk my name is EON Thief how can I help you today? C, asterisk I in a loud shrill voice hello, I need help logging into the computer to log meds. Me, okay, I can help with that are you logging into the local account? C, the what? Me, the user account. C, yes I'm logging into the slash user account remember that slash me, okay well what are you typing? C, I'm putting the dot then hitting the CAPS, she actually spelled out the word, button then the slash. Me, I'm sorry what button? C, the CAPS button the one on the left side. Me, no ma'am that's the wrong button, you need to hit shift then the backslash button. C, shift. The help desk told me it's the caps button. I checked with everyone on my team and no one spoke to her, no tickets made nothing. But I don't say anything to the user for fear of anger that I called her a liar. Me, well ma'am whoever told you that is wrong. You need to hit shift. C, okay I hear typing, then the user comes back to me. C, okay I tried it, I hit dot then shift slash and user. Me, okay which slash did you hit, the one that starts top right then the line goes down to the left, or the one that starts top left, and goes down to the right. C, I hit the slash with the line on it. Me, okay ma'am, that didn't answer my question. 
I proceeded got the same answer. I tried 5 more times with different variations wondering if I wasn't being clear enough. Then I gave up. Me. Okay ma'am you haven't answered any of the questions I asked. Describe to me the line you typed in. What does it look like? I figured that this would be easier than trying to ask the same questions fruitlessly. See, it's a slash. At this point I told her to hold on for a minute. I muted myself and hit my head on my desk. Me, ma'am, that didn't answer my question. Describe the line to me. Does it start on the top left or bottom left? Does it go up or down from its starting point? See, sir, it's a line I don't know how else to describe it. I'm genuinely stunned. I gave her more than enough descriptors she could use. I was silent for a few moments, but had one more thing to try. Me, are you looking at the keyboard? C, yes. Me, okay, the symbol you're looking for is under the backspace button. C, okay I'll try that. A few moments go by, and I hear her typing. C, it didn't like the username. Me, which one did you hit? C, the one with a line on top, a long line then a line on the bottom. Me, what? C, yeah, that's the line you were talking about right? Me, asterisk I apostrophe am defeated at this point no, no it wasn't. C, yeah no what? I'm just gonna wait for someone with more computer knowledge than me to do this. Have a good day. She hangs up the phone, and I'm sitting there absolutely stunned. Our next post is by pinky underscore music. Okay, this one is way back in 2002, I think. I was working for a now defunct computer manufacturer in their tech support call center. I got a call from someone that was reporting problems adding a hard drive to their computer. For reference, this is back before SATA hard drives. This person was trying to use four hard drives in their computer. Not usually a problem, as the computer had two i-channels to hook drives to As I dug into troubleshooting with this person, checking jumpers, cables are secured, etc. I thought their right cable was bad, when they said, that couldn't be the problem as they had it made for them. My mind was like, wait, what? I asked them to clarify what they meant by that. They confessed they had an i cable made to support four drives on one chain. For those that aren't familiar right connections can only support two drives per chain, a primary and a secondary drive. Turns out this person had blown the ID controller on their moth aboard at least 23 times before. Told them I'm replacing it this last time, instructed them to never use that cable again, and that I was putting notes on their account that if they use this cable again and it fries another ID controller, that we were voiding the warranty. Honestly, it should have already been voided, but I was just starting out and feeling generous. If this happened now, I wouldn't hesitate to void their warranty now. Told my coworkers and we all shook our heads. Our next post is by Rol Santalo. I'm sure by the title some of you may know where this is going. But it's short and sweet and it definitely made me chuckle. Quick backstory, size support for large medical supplier. We have a known issue on the website with item searches turning up blank results. The workaround, until the devs feel like figuring it out, is to clear the cache. A nurse calls encountering the aforementioned issue. 
I remote in, and I'm trying to clear her cache, but for some reason their internal it has it blocked. While I'm on the phone with her she calls their at help desk on a different phone, and has us on speaker together. I start telling him what needs to done, etc. I'm trying to do this, while the nurse is also, unnecessarily, trying to explain what she needs to do. Then it happens. Me, blah blah blah, clearing the cache will allow her to search again, yada 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 nurse, she just needs you to clear the money me, lets out a very slight chuckle as I try, not to literally lol other tech, pure silence because either he didn't hear it, or, as I like to imagine, he was having the same reaction as me. So that's it for my morning so far. Fingers crossed nothing too annoying happens today. Have a good day everyone. Our next post is by Midme Transplant. Long time lurker, on mobile so please excuse my errors. I work in a small insurance company. I'm the only it support for Windows in my office. I have created multiple spreadsheets, in Excel which even some Microsoft professionals have said are nearly impossible, think database style program in a spreadsheet. Mind you, I'm self-taught out of self-defense. I had to learn all this to assist my bosses with running the business. This particular tale involves an Oracle database connection to one of our main programs. The boss I work directly for, D for short, has her perfect baby, Jimmy, working as lead sales. Jimmy, hey op, I need a report from this system in Excel, can you work your magic? Me, sure, give me 25 minutes to modify a different access database to get that 15 minutes later, me, hey Jimmy, is this what you were wanting? Jimmy, yeah, but the amount is missing for this column, you know showing that the employee is entitled to the maximum amount. Me, if this is a core benefit, employer paid life insurances, we don't keep track of the maximum in this program. They would need to refer to their plan documents. Jimmy, can't you just, like, program it so it puts that amount in? Me, sure, for this group I can 15 minutes and you can run fun aim point act b and get you report 2 hours later D, op can you come to my office please? I arrive to find D, and Jimmy waiting for me. Jimmy, op, the program you wrote is wrong. Me, sorry, what is wrong? I will gladly fix it. Jimmy, I told you I wanted the maximum amount in this column. I run the database from D's computer. Me, it is putting the maximum in for everyone. What is the issue? Jimmy starts the database and runs it using a different client than previously communicated. Jimmy, see it is putting in the wrong amount. D looks. D, I was in on the emails, and he made it clear we need the maximum amounts for each employee. Me, yes, and I did explain we don't track that in this program. I hard-coded the amount for client A he is running it for client C Jimmy, can't you get anything right? Just fix it. Me, okay, but since we have over 200 clients, it will take me about 8 hours, and every time you Jimmy change the maximum for a company it will take an additional 30-45 minutes. D, I think Op has better things to do. The employee can look in their plan documents. Op go back to your desk, I think you have work to do. And people wonder, why I hate my job. Our next post is by Sarasota. I recently started a job at your friendly neighborhood computer repair shop. 
This particular story revolves around a laptop with the usual C-slash-S machine powers on, but screen is black ticket. I received the ticket, powered on the PC, to confirm the black screen, and saw an image, but with no backlight. I relay this across the desk to my boss, who came over, looked at it, and said yep. That's a bad backlight, and then showed me the procedure for ordering a new screen. Meanwhile I get sidetracked with a different task, and he begins disassembly of the PC. Eventually the part arrives, but boss is out of the office that day, so I'm the only one in the PC repair department. I grab the PC from the back, replace the screen, and get a nice little dopamine shot when I see that the new screen works as intended, and I haven't broken anything in the process. So I'm fiddling around with the screen, testing it. I move the mouse, log in and get on the internet. I have achieved victory. Then I mess with the brightness buttons, moving it from its brightest to darkest setting. As the brightness hits its lowest setting, my heart drops. The backlight shuts off. Apparently on this model of PC, you can completely shut off the backlight. I had never considered this to be a possibility. It's totally impossible to read the screen without the backlight, so. What use case could anyone ever have for this? I sheepishly text my boss, me, hey, sorry to bother you on your day off, but, did you happen to mess with the brightness keys on this ticket, before you took it apart? Apparently you can completely shut off the backlight on this model for some reason boss, no, I didn't know you could do that. I'm reeling. What if the screen worked the entire time, and we just never thought, to hit the increase brightness key? What if we cost this guy all this money, had his computer away from him for all this time, and did all this work, because we just didn't think to hit the button to increase brightness? The guy had to have mashed the brightness buttons at least a couple times, before he thought to take it into a shop, right? I don't know, we all know how end users are. The PC is already reassembled at this point, so I'll never know if that screen was truly faulty. This will keep me awake for the rest of my life, cold sweats running down my face. I'll never know. Was that screen really broken? Our next post is by Demonic Frog. Usual disclaimer, I'm on mobile, so apologies for any formatting errors. English is my first language and grammatical or spelling errors are entirely down to my own stupidity. Two short stories from the same incompetent manager. Our organization recently moved from Skype to Teams. Manager, Demonic Frog can you run a training session on how to set up a Teams meeting? Me, I can send her email, telling everyone there's literally a button at the top of the appointment the same as Skype. Manager, are you sure, I always copy links from other meetings into the email. Story 2, management has been asked to provide headshots for organizational charts. Manager, Demonic Frog where have you saved the picture on my computer? Me, who has never saved anything on his computer. How did you upload it as your profile? Manager, you did it. Me, who did not, giving up, have you looked in the pictures file? Manager, there it is I wouldn't have thought of that. Me opens beer and refreshes CV. Our next post is by him adopted help me. No lives were at risk for this problem. Background, I work for a third party help desk. I got a call from someone telling me they need administrative privileges to download some software, we are able to do this. 
Due to not normally getting calls from them or needing to remote and I didn't have the remote software up and running. To do so I have to use Citrix. Ugh, it takes forever for it to load for me. I informed them that it will take some time to load. When I finally loaded, 2 minutes maximum, I asked them to navigate to a site so they can enter a session key. Them, I've never had to go to a site before they always just can do it. I've worked here for 20 years. Me, well this is how I'm instructed to do this. Them, this is time sensitive, and I don't have time for this can I talk to someone who know what they're doing me, not allowed to actively transfer calls, and knowing it's wound taken me 30 seconds more to download it, well I can do it, but I can get this escalated for you them, yes this is time sensitive, and I need it done me, knowing it could be a few hours, if not the next day they would. Get back to them, okay I'll get this ticket escalated for UTL. Dr. I cold solved the time sensitive problem in another 30 seconds, but since they asked for it to be escalated it will be a few hours, if not tomorrow till it's looked at. Our next post is by a Sedalax 97 So this was today. It's a funny dumb story that wasn't a big issue. Lady is complaining how she can't connect to the VPN for our company, but she has internet and everything seems fine. I asked a coworker, and he said remote in, uninstall the Wi-Fi driver and reboot. Simple enough. But I forgot the important line he added, make sure she's connected with Ethernet though first, so you don't lose connection. Well you can see what I did, I forgot to check or ask her, or tell her make sure you're plugged in, while we are in the Skype call, and I remote in, go to device manager, uninstall, and no connection. Skype call drops head in my hands. The laptop is essentially in limbo. All she has to do is reboot or refresh so they reinstall, but does she know that? Probably not. My coworker comes in to check on me and goes you forgot to tell her how. With a smirk on his face. Luckily she rebooted and her PC came back online. Hallelujah. Our next post is by smellmiff 33 tons. Hey, whilst not strictly being tech support, I work on the tech department of my company. We recently migrated from using Xoite to Office 365, so everyone got new MLs and cloud storage, so we had to deal with all that. It went easier than I thought it would, the only problem was discovered about a week later. I overheard this conversation happening between two people from customer support. Me, me CSA. Customer service agent CSB, customer service boss CSB, hey, I need some help. My colleague has an ML I need, but he is out sick today, so we can't get to it. CSA, oh damn, well I'll just ask him for the password, so we can lodge in. This is where I jump in me, hey, I don't really like sharing of accounts, can't he just forward it to YUO from home? If he isn't too sick I mean, it would only take like a second. CSB, well he can't get into his work email, because he isn't at work. You should know that. We had no restrictions on the email accounts, you did not need a VPN or anything whilst at home, so this took me by surprise. Me, why not? CSA, well, since we changed from our old emails we can no longer lodge in from home, isn't that how it is supposed to be? Me, no there is nothing stopping you. I understand that you maybe don't have Outlook installed at home, but you can always log in through a web browser. 
CSB. No, it just says, couldn't find your account, it's been like this ever since the switch. I say the magic words me, show me. CSB opens up a laptop, opens Chrome and goes to login. My heart sinks. Me, hey CSB, it's fine I already figured out the problem. CSB, how I haven't even tried yet? Didn't you need to see the error message, or whatever? Me, remember how we changed from Google Drive to SharePoint and on a drive? CSB slasher, yeah. Me, and how you downloaded Excel, and word from office.com? CSB, yeah we all did that, what is the point? Me, the point is, if you go on office.com and press the Outlook symbol, you get into your email. You can also go directly to Outlook.office.com and log in there. That is how we log into our emails without installing Outlook. They had tried to log in via Gmail.com, like we used to before the change. CSB had told everyone that it wasn't possible to log in from home anymore, since she couldn't make it work, so they all just accepted this and tried to work around it. I showed them the correct way and made sure that they told everyone else that might get the same idea and then wished that drinking at the office wasn't so frowned upon. Our next post is by Mouvet. I was working as an IT team lead at the time, so I didn't often take calls until they were escalated to me. On this day however we were overloaded, so I got a taste of what tier 1 desktop support agents have to deal with on a day to day basis. Me, standard opening plus how, can I help you? User, my calculator is not working, now at this point, since many of our users are engineers, I assume it is some sort of advanced calculator software he needs for whatever his job is. Me, what is the name of the software you're having issues with? User, uh, calculator? Me, do you mean like Windows calculator, the small one, that comes on every computer? User, yes. It won't work. It opens slowly, but won't do calculations. Great, this guy's computer is so messed up, that the most simple program imaginable isn't even working. Me, okay, I understand. When was the last time you restarted your machine? It may have some updates to perform. User, under his breath, winter of last year was how many months ago, then at normal volume I'm not sure, maybe 910 months ago. Me, wow, okay. If you don't mind go ahead, and restart your computer for me. User, sure asterisk asterisk a few minutes later me, how are we looking? User, my screen still says windows update. 1% me, in that case, I'm going to give you your ticket number and you can call us back if the problem persists after your machine comes back online. Also, for the future I'd recommend restarting your computer more often, I checked back on that ticket every once in a while, and we never heard from him again. Problem solved. TL, doctor, please people do not wait 9 months to restart your computers. Our next post is by Iwimoto. So, few years back I was doing support for a company that made software for law firms. We had our own client software, so we supported users on that. One morning I get a call from one of the firms where a user couldn't connect to the database, which was often caused by weird little software glitches in the software itself okay. So what does the error tell you it says, can't connect to database did you try rebooting, yes, still the same error. 
at this point I decide to just connect remotely to see where the client software shipped the bed it luckily also came with TeamViewer built in, so that's pretty easy okay, please just click support or tell me the number that comes up I clicked it, but no number is coming up could you close it and open it again it's still not showing any numbers I pause for a second to wonder why when the user nonchalantly goes oh by the way. Our network is down right now due to maintenance, but I don't think that has anything to do with it, right? Our next post is by Sam1070. This tale is long, and I hope you forgive for the length. This tale is set in the time of covered it would not have been written without the strong encouragement of the users of the tales from the front desk discord the player are the following texan equals me ng equals new girl bb equals front office manager in charge of the front desk os equals owner son o equals owner fd equals front desk staff gm equals general manager agm equals assistant general manager guest equals hotel guest this day started like any other day i awake and jump. In the shower, I jump out and check my phone and notice that there are 45 emails from this morning alone from BB asking if I'm awake and on the property to assist guest with their Wi-Fi connection issues and electronic duds. I respond back to her latest email stating that per email I sent yesterday I do not the guest its support unless I have time and sadly today I do not. TEXAN equals I go down from my hotel room to my office. Upon reaching there I'm greeted by a line of people who BB sent for me to provide support to by passing the signs that said employees only and access restricted. After helping the guests connect their crap tops to the Wi-Fi network I start on my project for the day which was to do a network audit and find out exactly how janked up the network was from being hobbled together and held together by prayer and silly string with no its staff for 20 years and every computer slash user having local admin access get a knock on my door from a hotel guest, Texan. How may I help you? Guest, RBB said to come see you about getting my fire stick to connect to the hotel Wi-Fi. Texan, oh, I'm sorry BB was incorrect. While it is true that I help guest with Wi-Fi issues on days I'm not busy or slammed with work. Sadly, today I have too much to do today, but I can see what I can do to assist you. Is it giving you any sort of error? Guest, no BB told me to come here first, before I tried to connect it to the network, Texan, gosh darn it's BB, guest please try to connect, and if you have any trouble feel free to go to the FD to ask for help Texan, types email reminds BB, that I do not do guest its support as I'm regional its support for the 11 hotels that owner owns, BB. Responds to my email with the following, how dare I share form. And I'm a lowly regional at tech she will not direct the front desk staff to stop sending guests for any tech related issues to my office as I don't have any authority over her since you're a regional at tech and I'm a form of this property and I rank lower than her on the cock chain of command. Texan, I respond with the following email for my last request dated yesterday date requesting you to instruct the front desk staff. To not send guests to my office for support with connecting their electronic devices to the Wi-Fi. And per your response, dated yesterday date stating that you refuse to comply as you are above me per your email sent yesterday, email attached. I have no choice but to escalate this as the customers are breaching a secure area which breaks a couple dozen different security regulations and business regulations. 
I'm unable to ensure that appropriate measures are being taken for the security of the computer hardware and such will be forced to if measures are not taken to resolve the security lapses remove the ability to take credit card and other sensitive financial data due to lack of security, per brand name security regulations which clearly state that PCI data and other sensitive data must be secure and all computer hardware must be locked down to prevent theft per your response of refusing to do so, because I'm just a regional it tech, and per your email I'm below you. I'm CCing your manager on this email, AGM and the GM to inform them of this fact that if measures are not taken I will be forced to remove the ability to process credit card payments per brand name regulations and other business regulations, Texan, I go out into my little lobby area to sign for the delivery of the new Wi-Fi app and network hardware. And see AGM and GM walking into BB office with murder in their eyes, BB starts sweating and yelling at AGM and GM about how she was not consulted on my hire, and as a manager she should have been consulted, GM, Texan operates at a regional level the owner hired him as a fielded tech BB, Texan should report to me, since I'm a FOM, and I'm management, while he is just a tech AGM, BB Texan only reports to the owner, or the owner's son no one else. He was doing you courtesy by assisting the guest you sent to his office even thought he told you he was too busy today to assist guest as he is upgrading the computer and the network here. BB, that does not seem fair. He a regional tech he should be below me and have to report to me and he should do what I tell him to do including assisting guest with their Wi-Fi issues AGM. He does not have to do that he is above you in fact I think if he wanted to he could fire anyone here and I could not stop it I think as he is the equivalent of a regional director. BB Texan should not be allowed to say no to me and he should help every guest I send to his office and swipe in GM calls every front desk agent into BB office NG prints out the ML I sent and then BB ML telling them to ignore me as I have no authority and I'm below her in rank BB NG you are supposed to be on my side why would you print out the ML's AGM reads the paper NG handed her and asks BB for her response BB Texan is below is me in authority I'm not going to tell me front desk staff to not send guest into an employee only area for tech support. That what Texan was hired for anyways, I was not. GM, BB since you can't understand how serious this is I'm going to demote you to front desk agent 1 at front desk agent 1 pay scale. $12 an hour demotion, shortly thereafter about an hour or so, I hear from the front desk BB complaining that Texan cost her job and as loyalty. Not matter anymore she spent 10 years with the hotel as a form. Texan, notices in the span of 10 minutes there are 10 P1 tickets in the from BB saying she is unable to stream Netflix or Hulu on her phone. P1 tickets are all hand on deck major system outage and or check in system offline not for trivial matters. All P1 tickets are sent to the anyone above an AGM at the property in question including the owner and his son and starts a 15 minute response window bb starts yelling at ng for not defending her in there and placing the blame on her and saying that she is a bad employee for sire in front of i would say about 10 guests ng runs away crying to the ladies room guest ask bb may i please speak to the agm or gm bb asks what for guest your conduct and your pettiness, and airing your dirty laundry in front of people checking in BB, shocked Pikachu face, and summons the GM to the front counter OS, 
calls me and ask what these P1 tickets are about since there were 10 in and 10 minutes time GM. Choose out BB for bad mouthing me in front of guests ass. I'm coming to the hotel to straighten this out. Short. While later, Oss arrives Oss, goes into the former form office and calls the GM and BB into it, BB, start defending her actions, and saying she was within her right as management, and she deserves to be from Oss, is not buying it BB, is fighting with the GM and Oss saying she should have been consulted on the hiring of an it person, since it within range of her responsibility it is not, Oss, is saying that that is his dad's responsibility to hire for it BB, is saying that that do not matter as a hotel management she is above all regional staff oss, that is bullshit she was only hired as a favor to the grams. And as part of the hiring of the GM he had to hire his wife oss, per the contract you were only supposed to be kept hired, as long as you and your husband were married, and he worked for us, you had a job oss, but thank you for letting us know that you guys are not married oss, we can settle this oss, one of two ways you are fired, and it'll paid the rest of your shift with your from payoffs, or you are demoted to overnight FD and, only if you apologize to Texan oss, you have your choices you have 30 seconds to make it BB, what do I have to do to get my from job back? Oss, you will never get from again you abused regional staff, and abused network access and privilege. You badmouthed regional staff in front of guest, and caused us to have at least 10 complaints sent to brand about us oss, your 30 seconds are up what do you choose BB, are there any manager positions I can have? Oss, make your choice BB, I guess I will take night desk BB, can I get my old payback? Oss, okay you are on probation, and if I hear you causing any trouble, I will personally fire you. If there is even a single compliant about, I will fire you. Do you understand? Oss, I will tell it to reinstate your access and NG as the new from BB, fuck that bitch I quit Oss, okay well thank you for serving company for 10 years, we will mail you your final paycheck. You have 5 minutes to pack your desk and locker before security will escort you off the property BB, was escorted off the property and returned later and proceeded to destroy about $1.500 worth of computer equipment and may or may not have bit a cop. Texan. Coming back from taking a lunch slash dinner break and notices that there are two police cars parked at the front door. Texan wonders what happened and who called the police officers and grumbles that someone stole his parking spot, BB, going savage on computer equipment and trying to break down the door of the it closet Texan, just my luck I came back at the wrong time, I wonder if it too late to slip out to my truck and escape, BB, gets arrested, surprise Pikachu, and fights with the arresting officers, and may or may not have bit a cop, while she was being dragged to a the squad car. Our next post is by Scratch Avatar. Around 10 years ago my grandfather, 80 at the time, was given an editor. The adjustable text size basically gave him back books as a hobby. He asked me to teach him how to download books from the library. To me, easy, to him, a learning commitment. I gave him a desktop shortcut to simplify things, and then there were maybe 6 or 7 steps to follow. He wrote down each step, as well as what the computer was supposed to do with each step. The relevant notes to this story were, plug in USB cable, rectangle, white side down, back quote Kobo folder appears. After a couple of months successfully consuming the library's online selections, he calls me for help.
It's not working right. When he plugs it in, the folder doesn't appear. I go over to check it out, and my grandparents feed me, before they let me look, and ask me to guess at what it might be. Do you think I need a new computer? Will I need a new Kobo? Nothing so drastic. I restarted both, and poked at things until it worked. To be honest, I don't remember how I fixed it. What I will always remember, is his attempted solution. The Kobo was unplugged, but there was a Kobo folder right where it should be. He knew there was supposed to be one, and when it didn't populate, he made a new folder, and named it appropriately. Of course it didn't work, but the fact that he had the confidence to try to solve it himself, that he came up with that plan, and worked out how to execute it. That made me really proud. Our next post is by Ogd74. I work for a place where my primary assignment is not I.T, however, because of my background in I.T and the lack of I.T actually showing up most times, I'm usually called upon for these services. Well, this happened a few days ago. I arrived for work to see an employee who usually works at another building across town. I rarely see him, so I was surprised that he was there. He is known for his lack of knowledge when it comes to techy anything. So, he is sitting in the back room where we have a system set up for anyone in the company to use if they decide to work back there for whatever reason. So, he is sitting there, tapping away at the keyboard, I notice he is on the web looking stuff up for a search for an upcoming presentation he is giving. I sit down at the other end of the table, get out my laptop and start working. Well about 5 minutes goes by, he looks at me and says, I think we have a major problem with this computer. I ask him what the issue is. He explains, well, anything I'm saving is not saving to my network drive, it is saving to Amanda's network drive. I look at him, and ask, well did you sign in as you are? He says, no, it was signed in already, and shows Amanda's name. So, I tell him, yes Steve, you have to log out of her profile, since she forgot to log out, and you have to log in as you. He looks at me all confused and says, that makes no sense to me, I'm the one using the computer now, it should save stuff to my network drive. I explain that, since it is still signed in under Amanda's login, that is where anything saved will go to, and again tell him to log out, and sign in under him. He is still confused, but logs out of the current profile, logs in under him, and tries it again. Well what do you know, it saves it to his network drive and now shows his name. I then again explain to him that, in order to see his network drive, when he uses the system he needs to log in as him. He states again, that he does not understand why that is. He said all he knows, is that it should know he is using the computer, when he sits down to it. I did not explain anything further. I just grabbed my laptop and went to work somewhere else, wishing him a great day on the way out. Our next post is by Jian. I'm a software developer. While not strictly tech support, you seem to like my stories. This story is about one particularly difficult client. A few stapled together papers landed on my desk. I looked up. It was my boss. Boss, good morning, Jin. Can you take a look at these requirements and give me an estimate? We might have a new project for you. Me, sure thing, boss. 
my boss is the best boss ever. It could be that he is just and rational, wanting to keep me employed because I'm good at what I do, but I don't think so. He is also a great guy. The requirements were nothing special. Collect some data. Display some reports. Stuff like that. Simple. The client was happy with my estimate, so we go meet them. My contact at the client is a tall, large man in his 60s. I'm tall myself, but he is towering above me at yet another 4 inches. His handshake is firm, bordering to abusive. When he speaks, the whole room resonates with his bass voice. He has a gravitas that forces you to take him seriously. If this was the Stone Age, he would be the clan leader, and no one would think of questioning it. A true alpha male. Hello, Jian, I'm alpha, he says. Once the room has stopped resonating, and he has given my hand back, I involuntarily compare myself to him. I'm lanky with a creaky voice. I had a baby face until I turned 35 and can barely grow a beard. Good thing I base my sense of self-worth on my professional abilities instead. We land the project, and a couple of weeks later we have another meeting. Having built most of what the initial requirements asked for, I was proud to show the prototype of the interface. The client seemed mostly happy, but had some additional features they wanted to add. This went on for a couple of weeks. Each of them in isolation wasn't a big deal, but they started to add up. We call this phenomenon feature creep. The creep of features eventually slowed down, but not until they included a complete customer relationship management tool. Alpha was not happy with the rate of progress. Unfortunately I did not have much to demo, since I was working on the underlying structure, rather than the user interface. I suggested I would add parts of the UI's mockups, non-functional interfaces to make it easier to visualize the end product. This made Alpha happy, but he was still impatient. He suggested that he would make sketches of the screens for me to implement. This was a great idea, because having something visual makes it easier to communicate and reason about the project. It is a tool I have used a lot. A couple of days later, Alpha comes back. He is exited. He has drawn up sketches in PowerPoint for about 10 screens, and even added links on buttons to flip to the target sketch. This is great. I immediately notice inconsistencies. That is okay, it is just a sketch. The whole point is to sort that kind of issues out. So I start building the mockup UI, based on the sketches, but with my own correction. In some places, the sketched are a bit nonsensical. That is okay too, not everyone is a professional user interface designer. I just adapt the sketches as needed. I show my progress to Alpha regularly, but he seems less satisfied each day. Eventually he makes it clear that he expects me to follow his sketches exactly. There is no room for my interpretation. Whoa. The sketches have suddenly become a specification. Inconsistencies and all. What is worse, Alpha has become so emotionally invested in the sketches that I have to argue for each and every change. I can sense that this is a delicate subject, but I feel it is my duty as a professional to try to reason with Alpha. Me, hey, Alpha? The sketches are great starting points for talking, but not great UI. Perhaps let me do the actual designs? I'm a professional. 
Alpha, PFFFD. I have worked on successful software projects for decades. I think I know what I'm doing. I need a way forward, so I talk with my boss. He is baffled as well, but suggests we try to give Alpha what he asks for, since reasoning with him isn't working. I put aside the UI I had been working on, and start over fresh. When I tried to deduce the underlying data structure from the designs, things like contact info would be wildly inconsistent. Sometimes there would be multiple phone numbers or none. Same with names and email. Physical addresses would have random parts missing. Okay. I'll let Alpha know about each issue, and build them, the way he sketched them out. All of his completed designs were broken and half-baked. Alpha actually seemed happier after this. But he complained about the size of the screens. He had to scroll, to see all of each screen. He does not like scrolling. I prodded him about the actual issue. It turned out he had designed the user interface, in PowerPoint, to fit each screen in its entirety on the computer at once. His computer. After more questioning, I found out that he has a 14-inch laptop. The end users have either 24-inch desktop monitors or smartphones. Psy part of the problem is that Alpha has invented his own UI paradigms. Screens would have a fixed layout with no scrolling. Web apps don't work like that. I believe his decades of experience was from terminal-based mainframe systems, like the airports and banks usually have. Alpha wanted to use input fields to display output data. To make input slash output text fields distinct, they would have differently colored borders. I explained that a separate output layout for input slash output is much more compact, easier to read, and actually had a hope of fitting on his laptop screen. But he was not interested. He did not know what a pop-up modal dialogue was. You know when you save a file, and a dialogue asks for a location and a file name, and you can't continue working, until you click OK or cancel? He instead insisted on creating new entries, by selecting new in a select box, that would also select an existing entry for editing, or display. This is bad separation of concerns, and leads to horrible messy code. It is also tricky when there is no existing entry, and you can't detect when the new option is selected, because it is the only one. All of this made the development take at least four times, as long as necessary. Somehow the project chugged along. After completing all mockups, it was time to add the actual functionality. Keep in mind that nothing so far worked. It was all facade, like a western movie set. I began to explain the methodology we like, that I personally as well as most of the software industry believes in, minimum viable project. In essence, you start with something tiny, and expand on it, making sure you always have something working. This is important, because the alternative, to plan everything out in detail, and start building it all at once very rarely works, is expensive, slow and can't handle changing requirements. And requirements always change. This kind of mismanaged projects can easily kill a company. Me, so as you see, we should start small, and expand the project one feature at a time, to ensure we stay on track. Alpha, no. Since we have little time, it is important that you complete one PowerPoint screen at a time, and not go back to it. When it is done it is done. 
I absolutely do not want to hear that you are rewriting code that has already been completed. At this point I tried to explain about technical debt and how it affects software projects. Basically, when you write code, you make assumptions, and as you make changes to the code, the assumptions are no longer true, if they ever were, so old pieces makes less and less sense. So the pieces don't really fit together that well anymore. This needs to be fixed, and if you don't, you accumulate technical debt. Once this debt grows too large, and you have weird looking code all over the place, and making any changes becomes very time consuming or even impossible. The fix is to constantly rewrite code, so it makes more sense. This is called refactoring. But Alpha brushed me off, clearly not interested in excuses. My boss glanced at me with wide eyes. Once Alpha left, I asked my boss about the Norarite rule. Me, boss, you do know I constantly rewrite code, right? Boss, yeah, what is his problem? Don't worry about that for now, just do your job the way you decide. This all took a great toll on my mental health, giving me a lot of stress. I got headaches from clenching my jaws, and had to take painkillers every night. Later, Alpha complained about my people skills. My boss, knowing this was bullshit, decided he would be our contact person, shielding me from Alpha. He also contacted the client CEO to talk about the communication difficulties. The CEO apologized and told boss that Alpha had had a freakout with their own people recently but had promised to behave. I also found out their hardware person, also managed by Alpha was on the verge of burning out. Luckily for my mental health. I was needed on Anthra project, so an older colleague took over. We spent some time together, bringing him up to speed, and solving issues he ran into. During one of these sessions, we ended up talking about my frustration. Me, it was hard, you know. I wanted to do my best, I take pride in my work. But he just wouldn't let me succeed. A wistful air somehow engulfed us, like sunlight through a window on a bleak November morning. He looked into my eyes, searching for something, like he was looking directly into my soul. Older Kaoka, I remember what that was like. Feeling proud. Even these days, it still happens from time to time. Me, so how do you handle it? The unreasonable demands? What is your trick? Like a burst soap bubble, the moment was suddenly over, and the wistfulness in his voice, replaced by a somber tone. Older Kaoka, when they won't respect my professional opinion, I just stop giving a shit. In the end, Alpha became so difficult to work with, that my boss refused to work with him, and dropped the client. Our next post is by noaccount 8 Alright, buckle up peeps, the booze has been flowing, and I just remembered this story long time lurker, first time post whatnot you know how it is. Language warning, again booze. TLDR at the bottom. The cast, me, Dudude, the customer cab, quality assurance reviewer DM, dumb manager the scene, like normal, this story is from years ago. I had just been fired from Blockbuster, so I took the next available position, a third party call center for a large ISP. You know the one, the one everyone loves to hate. It was brutal. Shit rolls downhill, and we were at the absolute bottom of the hill. 
The company went out of business damn near 10 years ago, so I hope this isn't still happening to customers. So, we are first line support. Customers have to go through us in order to talk to someone that works for the company they pay out the nose for. Customers first was plastered all over the hallways. Now, I had the dream shift of 4x 10 hour shifts, split 2 days on, 1 off, 2 on. It was amazing at the time, but near the end of a 10 hour shift, it got a little grating. We also had totally attainable goals and metrics no more than 4 minutes sign on slash off outside your shift, no more than 15 minutes for breaks, 4 calls quality reviewed by a cap person, per week, and the kicker of 415 average call time. Can you fix someone's connectivity in less than 4 min choose? I'd like to see you try. Anyway now for the call and LT, beep dude, hey, before you say your thing, please say you actually work for a company me, per script, yes I represent a company, how may I help you? Dude, Jesus Christ, still not a real employee. Can I be real with you? This is my fourth call, and my router isn't the problem, I don't need someone to come out, and I don't want to be put on hold. I run it for a small company, and have two identical laptops, one can connect to the internet, the other one can't. Are you down for trying to find the problem with me? Me, this sounds like an interesting problem, but is out of the scope of your services terms and agreements. My official word on this matter, is that I cannot support third party hardware. However, in the case that we get disconnected, may I have your phone number in the unfortunate case we are disconnected? Dude, how interesting my number is blank me, just making sure I have this right and repeats number unplugs phone, more on this later, phone reboots I call the customer back dude, hello. Me, this is dollar sign me with the company, we got disconnected. Dude, holy cow, you actually called me back, that's a new one. So what's the deal? Me, let's troubleshoot this, we go through all the standard troubleshooting step by step, can we ping out on both, yes can we reach a company website on both, no internet options exactly the same on both, no, a few minutes later and a reboot, yes, still no dice got him to download another internet browser on the working laptop, move it to disk, and install it on his other laptop, no go we get into adapter settings to make sure with. Got exactly the same adapter models, yes, we do. Not only are the settings and options set the same on both laptops, they are identical down to the hardware. The motherboard serial numbers are one single digit apart, these things might as well be the same machine. Me, honestly, we've been on the phone for a while, and I'm at a loss. The one laptop proves we've got absolutely perfect working connection. It's not hardware, it's not settings, I'm literally at the end of the line on what I can think of. Dude, you have actually been the most thorough, educated, and helpful person I've been on the phone with. Me, the only thing I can think of next would be to dude, yeah, it's time to reinstall Windows me, yup, I know it's extreme. Dude, I've got the discs handy, but before I do that, I want to try one thing with you, the one that doesn't have internet has this dumb weather app, do you think that could be it? Me, that seems so incredibly dumb, what dollar sign app is it? Dude, it's this annoying weather dollar sign app, it keeps like the 10 day forecast, and makes ladybugs appear randomly, when you accidentally click on it. 
Me, the guy sitting next to me has that installed, he was just telling me about all its cool features, Jim a second, to CubeMate, when's your break? Now. Can I use your PC, while you're on it? Hell yeah dude. I've got access to that app, want to walk through the settings with me? Keep in mind, that we've been on phone for a while, it's totally up to you to see if it works. Dude, holy shit, really? Let's do this. Don't hang up on me, I want you on the line through this whole thing. There's no way I'd call back, and get you again furious usage of strange weather app ensues me, everything I've got on this end matches, what you've got on your end, and still you can't connect to the internet. The computer I'm on is working just fine. Dude, we've been at this for a long ass time, do you want to give up, and kick me off the phone? Me, in all honesty, you were cool, so after I got your call back number, I unplugged my phone, in order to end the call. I called you back, because our outgoing calls don't count towards our metrics, so you've got me, as long as you want to talk asterisk asterisk, told you there was going to be on this later, did you think I forgot? Dude, you sure, that's brilliant by the way, this call would have tanked your metrics. I want to try and uninstall this stupid weather app. Me, let's do it one long uninstall and reboot later me, so, skip to the meat of it, can we get to a company website? Dude, holy hell, we did it. It was that stupid weather app this whole goddamn time. Me, anything else I can do for you? Dude, I'd love to speak to your supervisor this has been an epic journey, and would love to put in a good word for you. Me, that's not needed, and usually takes more than an hour, to get one on the phone, even if I can physically see walking the hallways. Dude, okay cool, have a good day the aftermath, or PT2, oddly set 4 days later, all calls are recorded for call quality, and training isn't fake, the call system automatically recorded calls, up until, surprise, that 415 average call time limit. Any call past 415 was automatically deleted. Apparently, there just wasn't space on the servers for anything longer. Because of the 4x10 shift I was on, it was hard for the 5x8 quality team to find me, somehow because I came in before them, left after them, and was there for 4 fifths of the days they worked. Whatever. I'm normally really long on calls, partly to avoid the cat team, because they kind of suck, but also because call time is the one metric I can't get fired for. The calls under 4.15 have to be perfect, but it's a game to me. So my 3 minute phone call with this guy, up until I yank out my phone cord is what gets reviewed. Cap, that's quite a suspicious cut off on the call, it sounded like you were messing with your phone, and then the call ended, I think you pulled out your cord. Me, you can see from the notes, that I properly logged the phone call as being disconnected, and managed to call him back cap, also suspicious, calling out isn't counted towards your metrics me, really? I didn't know that. Carol's eyes at my fake surprise and calls in DM DM, what's up? Cap, dollar sign M E pulled the plug on his only cat call for the period DM, did he get a call back number? Cap, well yeah, but DM to me, did you call him back? Me, yes, and I resolved his issue. DM, to cap, is that what the ticket says? Cap, yes, but DM, let's call the customer, and settle this right down the number from the recording, 
to the conference room. In the conference room DM. Hello a dude. This is dollar sign DM from a company. You had a call with dollar sign Emmy a while ago. It looks like it got cut off. Did dollar sign Emmy end up calling you back? Dude. What? Dollar sign Emmy. I called a company about a pair of laptops. Maybe I talked to a dollar sign MEDM. Most importantly, did your problem get resolved? Me, it's dollar sign ME. For context, we are talking about the issue with dollar sign APP dude. Holy shit, dollar sign ME, you are an absolute saint. That was the most absolute bad shit problem ever. DM, a cough, seems dollar sign me certainly helped out a dude dude, yeah, I was on the phone with dollar sign me for like 2 hours, it was epic dollar sign me deserves a fucking raise, if you do that sort of thing around whatever company you work for, because we all know you don't get that kind of service from a company DM, oh, thanks, wrapping it up DM, so, that settles it, full marks for customer app or, and making it a on a call resolution, me, Thanks, and do I get a customer comment card reward for his feedback? DM, and LT, and LT, shocked Pikachu no actually, your call time cap, now with a twinkle in their eye, which was outbound so doesn't count DM, cough your following protocol for telling the customer we don't work for a company cap, which he never did, the customer came to that part himself, we have that part recorded DM, cough your, uh, um, fine. You get the customer comment award this week. TL, doctor, customer was super chill, got hung up on, so I could bend the rules to their maximum, ended up getting called out on my rule bending, and due to not breaking any rules, got rewarded. Customer issue was a weather station app. Our next post is by Runter1980. Think this one is from the year 2K, back when most of the copiers we serviced were still analog and had actual buttons for all the different features. We got a call from a church saying that the copier was malfunctioning when they tried to use it. It would duplex copies or zoom when none of that was selected, other random stuff as well. When dispatched to a call last and a troubleshooting procedure was to ask the person who had the issue exactly what happened when they use the machine and then try to get the same error slash issue and go from there. When I arrived at the church only the pastor was there and he told me the secretary was the one having issues. He explained basically the same thing from the call. Random things were happening when the secretary used the copier. He had not had any issues. I give the copier a once over. Check to make sure all the features were working properly, check the main wear and tear sections, feed rollers, PM counts, etc, gave it a quick cleanup, and couldn't find anything wrong with it. Showed the pastor it was working the way it was supposed to, and closed the call. Next day we get a call back for the exact same thing. Again I headed out to the church, to be greeted by only the pastor. Repeat of yesterday, all features worked correctly. Showed the pastor again, no issues and close the call. I asked the pastor if it happened again, to please make sure the secretary would be there, since she was the only one having issues, and gave him my cell number, yes, I know worst tech move ever. Never give a customer your cell number, on the way back to the office my cell rang, and it was a secretary. She was rather upset, I'm being polite with that description, the machine was still having issues. I told her I'm only about 40 minutes away and asked if she would please stay until I got there so she could show me exactly what was happening. 
she said yes, and I pulled a U-turn while calling the boss to give an update. When I arrived at the church I finally got to meet the secretary and have her tell me exactly what was happening. It was the same issue the pastor described slight eye twitch the following conversation is what I can remember, it's not verbatim, but it's the general conversation in total. M, me yes, secretary M, okay, what exactly do you want the copier to do? S, I want to make copies of this and have it do this M, okay, let me try and make the copies for you. I set it up to do what she wants and lo and behold, it does exactly that. S, what the? It always messes up when I do it. What did you do? Urge to beat head off wall rising M. I just loaded the document, pushed X, Y, and Z, told it how many to make, and pressed start. S, that's what I do, but it keeps messing up Psy M. Okay, why don't you show me exactly what you do when you make a copy? She got up from her desk, came over, programmed the copier, put her document in the feeder and hit start. Lo and behold it did random things. At this point I finally knew what was happening. Now the secretary was about 5 feet 5 inches and had rather large shall we say features. When she stepped forward to put the document in the feeder, said features were pressing the copier's buttons that controlled its features, thus causing the randomness internal monologue oh boy, how do I address this, think think, okay. M, I think I know what's going on. First when you go to make copies put the document in first, then step back and press reset, then set up what you want the copier to do, and press start from here, standing about 6 inches away from the control panel. S, you mean I'm standing to close. How is that causing the issue, internal scream shit? M, tell you what, show me exactly what you do again, when you make copies. S, fine, she was definitely getting pissed off. She set up the copier and put the document in the feeder M. Stop S. What? M. Um. Look down. She looks down and it took about 1020 seconds of her looking down till it sunk in. S. Oh my god. Face beat red how are you going to write this up? Please don't say well. That side hurting from holding laughter M. Tell you what, I'll just say it was a training error, and that I showed you how to set the features correctly. That sound okay? S, lord yes. I wrote up my paperwork, got in the car, drove about a block, parked and started cry laughing. She was so embarrassed and apologetic while I wrote up the paperwork. Never told any of the other techs in case they ever went there. Didn't want to embarrass the poor woman any more than what she got that day. I can still see her bright red face every time I think of this story. Our last post is by Radster. Here in Australia, we call treble zero for emergencies. This will be important later. This was 1996-ish, we had the web, just, home internet was pre-56k dial-up, and corporate offices were connected with ISDN and AMP, Sprint. Our office had a PBX system, where you dialed 0 to get a line out, then dialed the number you want. Our regional operation absorbed the Hong Kong office, and we had to hook them into our systems. The HK office however, didn't have ISDN, we had to use a dial-up modem. So I set up our ML system to dial the HK office once an hour, 
to collect ML0 to get a line out, 0015 to prefix an international call, 852 for HK, etc etc. This was 25 years ago now, so I can't remember how I fucked up, but I remember very well the stern expression on the face of our office facilities manager as she approached my desk on Monday morning. Ratster, I don't appreciate being called by the police at 10pm on a Friday night. It turns out that the modem was connected to a directly connected outside line and not a PABX line. So my dial string of 00015 etc was going straight through to emergency services. It would try 3 or 5 times then give up until the next hourly task would kick off. That's it for Readit Reddit. I hope you enjoyed. Please leave a good rating as that really helps me out.